Hi, this is Jim. And this is Bax. Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast Network, for all of your Sixers' needs. Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband, and more. Subscribe to Liberty Ballers Podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out The Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball. Mostly. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to a new edition of one of our newest segments here on the Broad Street Hockey Radio podcast family, Sounds from the Locker Room. We're emptying out our in-house journalist's recorder from the post-game chats and bringing them to you right here on our podcast feed. This specific episode is from Monday's preseason game against the Boston Bruins. We're going to kick things off with Brian Elliott, who saw preseason action for the second time on Monday and is working his way back from off-season abdominal surgery. I think it was good to get in there and you know, feel mentally, physically, just that full length of the game. So, a um, little, little rough, but um, you know, this, uh, I felt good. Elliot then briefly assessed his and his team's play that evening. Uh, yeah, a little bit. There, there's always things that I would want to do differently on some of those. So, um, but you know, that's that's what this time of year is for. So. Uh, you, know, you, you take the positives out of it and, and uh, you know, come to work the next day. So, um, you know, we, we showed some, some good things throughout the game um, and then some, some bad things too, some rust. Um, so it's good to work out those right now. B-A-M-F-B-E then answered whether he felt pressure to push his recovery because of the injuries plaguing fellow netminders Michael Neuvert and Alex Lyon. Um, yeah, to a point. I mean, I have to you know, think about uh, you know my long term as well. So, um, but you know, this this game was you know part of the plan, and things are clicking along here. So, um, hopefully, we won't be out without you know too many injured guys here. But um, you know, we still got was it ten days. So, yeah. So, um, hopefully, we can be all healed up. Elliot was then asked to put a percentage on how he feels and whether he's close to 100% recovered from the injury and subsequent surgery. Um, well, this is a big, big step, making it through a whole game and, um, you know, not really laboring. So, um, you know, it's a big step for me. I don't want to put The 33-year-old keeper was then asked about his mobility and whether he still felt restricted or hampered on the ice. I mean, that's all, it's part of the process, right? Like, you have to work out those kinks and, um, said that's what this time of year is for to everybody kind of you know be on their toes and, and ready for that uh, puck drop on October 4th it's it's coming up here um, but you still have to uh, uh, trust it a little bit finally Elliot was asked the plan for the remaining two preseason games and he confirmed he is going to be getting into one of the remaining preseason games before opening night uh, yeah I'm not sure which one but um, Entering his third season with the Flyers, a lot of eyes are on Travis Konechny, watching to see if he can duplicate the elite production he put up in the second half of last season. Konechny's development as a voice in the locker room is also an important part of his progression as a professional. Leading off, Travis was asked about Brian Elliott playing in his first full game since returning from surgery. Yeah, it's good to see him. Uh, you know, he's worked really hard. He's, he's went good through training camp. And, uh, you know, I, I, feeling bad for him a little bit because we didn't have the best game in front of him, but uh, he's a good The former first-round pick was then asked about the team's slow start to the evening before eventually waking up in the third period. 
Yeah, it's kind of, uh, you know what, Pat came in and, and uh, talked to us. It's kind of in the story with us uh, at home. We kind of have those slow starts. Um, you know, either we're, we're really slow or we're coming out really hot. It's There's never uh, in between. We need to clean it up a little bit. And uh, I don't know. Like, I think the third period showed uh, what we have. Um, I had some, some good pushes tonight. Travis was finally asked to explain what can be taken away from a preseason game given the line mixing and changes of levels in competition on a nightly basis. Like you said, it's preseason, so like there's, there's still guys, uh, you know, for example, in that Boston team who are trying to make the team, right, and it, it's sometimes a little more sloppy than normal, like guys are out of position, so it's tough to get a, uh, you know, a, a true feeling for certain parts of the game, but um, you can definitely work on it as a team, but, uh, you know, I think there's certain guys that, you know, they're running around and they're not really in the spots that they're normally going to be in, so it's tough to tell. Next, we move on to surprising camp hangaround Corbin Knight, who is pushing to make the team as the fourth-line center and a desperately needed penalty killer. Knight was first asked about camp winding down and the competition for the remaining few roster spots still up for grabs. Yeah, I mean, definitely, like, this is definitely desperation time for a lot of guys, and that's definitely the way I'm looking at it. You know, I've been given a good opportunity to play with, you know, tonight with Raffle and, and Lott, and those are, you know, two really good players, so, uh, you know, I know I have a good opportunity right now, so you know, I'm just trying to play desperate and uh, do what I can and, uh, you know, make the pressure. Knight then answered a question about whether he thought his experience helped him in a competition against mostly a group of younger players. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think, you know, just not being, you know, my first, you know, training camp helps. You just kind of learn, you know, what to expect. And, you know, the expectations are so high. It's obviously, you know, top league in the world. So uh, it doesn't matter where you are or uh, who you are. you got to come to camp and you're going to be I think that's kind of, you know, helped me just knowing what to expect. Knight, who played for head coach Dave Haxtell at North Dakota, was then asked how he felt playing alongside Michael Roffel and Scott Lawton. Yeah, I felt good, like I said. I mean, I think it was a great opportunity to play those guys. Uh, they make it easy out there. They talk a lot. Uh, they both have speed. They uh, tonight their strength. Uh, they make a lot happen down low. So, you know, for me, it was a great opportunity. So, uh, you know, I really enjoy playing those guys. Fighting for a roster spot at 28 years old, Knight was asked to reflect on previous camp experiences where he may have come up short of expectations, having only played 29 NHL games in his five-year professional career. The audio is kind of rough in this spot, and he answers a few follow-up questions, so I'm leaving this clip in in its entirety to help you maybe better understand his answers. Yeah, definitely. I mean, obviously, you know, for me, I, I'm still looking at the NHL as an everyday player. So there's, you know, you look back at the previous camps and there's, there's lots of things where you wish you would have done different or done better. But, you know, that's, you can't really hang on that stuff. you got to come into camp with a fresh perspective and, and a new opportunity, you know, presents itself here. So, um, you know, like I said, I'm just trying to take advantage of it. Can you hear me short on the other side of that? You know, that's not what they're looking for. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you learn certain things, but I mean, each organization is different. Right? You know, staff, they look for different things. So, but yeah, I, I think a little bit, you know, you learn to kind of what to expect a bit. And uh, you know, little things, like you said, they're looking for. And, you know, the details of the game, you try to make sure you're sharp in the area because, you know, that's the stuff they grade you on. So. Uh, this is my sixth one. Sixth one. Yep. How close have you come to actually making an open Uh my first year I was coming to college, I was last cup from Calgary, so that was close to 
I've got. So, but you know, right now this is um, a new opportunity for me. And, you know, I'm trying to take advantage of that. Like I said before, I'm, I'm giving a pretty good chance for some good players here. So. The expectations for Phil Myers rose the longer he hung around in camp, but an ill-timed turnover leading directly to a goal sealed his fate as he was loaned to the Phantoms on Tuesday. Myers was asked what transpired on the play that led to Boston's eventual game winner. Yeah, I mean, I thought I heard somebody call, call for it. It was just a, a bad read by me, and uh, you know, I gotta learn from that. No kind of age. To follow up, Myers, an undrafted signee who caught on with the club after an amateur tryout in 2015, was asked how he puts a play like that brutal turnover behind him. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta forget about plays like that. I mean, it happens, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, I turned the page, and my team started going there shortly after that. We made a pretty good run out there, which had some character. And, as is now tradition, at least until someone tells me I can't do it this way anymore, I present Dave Haxtell's post-game press conference in its entirety. Alright guys, sorry to keep you waiting. No um, obviously the third period comeback was, was nice, but talk about the, just the play, that what you saw that sort of led to falling behind 4 nothing. Well, more so it's Falling by two nothing in the first period, um, just too sporadic during that period, and uh, you know when it really comes down to it, not you know it, sporadic is is too easy of a word. We didn't we didn't win enough battles. We you know we, we weren't good enough in the first period, so that's where you know we dig a hole um, right there coming out of the first period. Second period, I mean you know in terms of you know creating scoring chances, having the puck, you know getting it going. I mean. You know, we, we had a pretty good period that way. Uh, you put yourself at risk just, you know, to a play just like happened. Um, you're pressing on the power play of a scoring opportunity and quick transition against, and all of a sudden it's 3 nothing. Well, it's not really about that goal against. It's about how we got to the two, you know, the two-goal deficit. Obviously good to see Brian get through a full game like that. Yeah, he, you know what? He, he worked through the game. He, uh, he needs game action. Yeah, he's he's had you know some good practice time. Um, you know we're uh, we're gonna take take full advantage here of the next few days of camp. Uh, some good work days, and, uh, and and he needs game action as well. And uh, um, you know that's you know that's just that's what you know that's what I saw tonight. I think there was um, real good in his game. Um, you know there's. There's certain reads, you know, you can work on so many things in practice, but there's certain things you just have to see it at game speed, game action. Um, and, and, you know, and that's, that's exactly where Brian's at. Is he on pace? I mean, can you tell if he's on pace to be in the opening night lineup or in the opening week lineup? I can't answer that right now. I mean, that's, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no point in making a prediction. That's, um, you know, that's where, Yes, but we gotta go. We gotta go through the steps, you know, and that's that's the bottom line here. So, um, you know, tonight was, you know, there's it's it's a little bit of a mixed bag, but it's a little bit what you'd expect coming in and you know playing your first 60 minutes, um, you know, first full 60 minutes of the preseason. So, like I said, we got some good work days ahead. We got more game uh, game time available, and, and we're gonna take advantage of that. 
what was your assessment of the uh, Lawton Knight Rossell point tonight? Overall, I'd, I'd give it a plus. Um, you know, mix in mix in the entire role. Five on five, a couple of really good momentum shifts with some scoring chances. Um, PK wise, all three of those guys did a good job. Um, you know, Raph obviously killing with Weiser, um, Nighter and uh, and Lots killing together. So, uh, in terms of you know going out and playing their role, I'd, I'd give them uh, I'd give them on the plus side. Anything else? Okay, thanks, everyone. Thanks. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out. And if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. <laughs>